0: It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's The Sports Fan, presented by JK Contracting. Ready? Break. Now, from the
1: WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, 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 and welcome in the WATH studios. Carl Blaylock alongside Tim Hanna, guest appearing today. Uh, Tim, how are you doing?
2: Oh, Carl, it's a kind of nasty weather outside but inside we're talking sports so what can be better than that
1: oh yeah and then plenty of sports going on uh all weekend i know myself personally i i got to go a little bit on a trip went a weekend trip up to south bend uh went to go watch usc notre dame my uncle's an alum he got plenty of tickets he looked at the weather forecast and went nah Sixty years old, he ain't going. <laughs> so that gave that gave the tickets to uh, uh, me and my girlfriend. We went up for the day trip, caught the Buckeye game on the radio on the way up, uh, and then listened to or watched the USC get pounded by Notre Dame. And I want to take a little bit of a victory lap on that because I called that. I've I've been saying to people all season long the USC is going to go nine and three because of that defense. If the the offense has to be perfect, otherwise they're not winning the game. And you saw that and the offense was far from perfect. Five interceptions. It was not great. I, Notre Dame. I mean, I didn't even think it was going to be that much of a uh, that much of a blowout either. And ends up final score ended up being forty eight to twenty. Um, I, I really expected it to be closer to about. Uh, maybe 34-20 if Notre Dame won, maybe a little bit less. I was more thinking something along the lines of like 31-17. And honestly, it was that until the very end of the game, the kickoff return for a touchdown and the uh, fumble return for a touchdown as well late in the fourth quarter of that game really pulled the game a bit farther away than what it really was. But it was really a dominant performance by Notre Dame's defense, and USC showed cracks.
2: Yeah, and I think if you're USC, and especially USC fans, they need to kind of take a step back and really assess where this team is at. Coming into the year, obviously, all the hype around Caleb Williams, you know, going to be the number one draft pick defending Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, There was a lot of expectations for this team. And as the year slowly progresses, we got through those first couple weeks. Um, the nation was kind of put on attention that the Pac-12 is probably the deepest and best conference out there. So if you want to compete and and get back to the Pac-12 championship, then you're going to have to be perfect every single week. We knew about the questions about their defense coming into the year, Um, and it's really been on display in a lot of the big games they played. Um, Colorado's offense really wasn't able to do much to that defense. They kept it closer than I think a lot of people thought it was going to be. Um, but as they start getting into some of these tougher Pac-12 games, especially, um, it's going to be really difficult for them, and, and USC fans are going to be in for a bit of a rude awakening. I don't have their schedule. I know
1: up. they've got Utah. They have Oregon and Washington back to back as yeah, well. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely brutal. Um, they're not they're not going to come out clean in that. Yeah, they've got a uh, this
2: yeah, Utah, week they had Utah.
1: Week. Yep. Yikes. Then at Cal versus Washington. At Oregon, and then they got to play a now ranked UCLA team as well. I mean, Cal's about the only team that you're going to come out of that clean. And I mean, you look at some well, of the Cal's other schools. A, yeah,
2: Cal's even a frisky team. I'm looking at their schedule right now. Uh, kept it within 12 of Oregon State. Uh, Utah took care of them. Uh, Washington took care of them. But they're they're a frisky team. They only lost to Auburn by by four points. So. Cal's not an easy out like they have been in the past couple of years either
1: and that's on the road at Cal so that certainly is not going to help so far this year Uh, USC's not done great on the road Uh, three road games on the year they only won over by 14 over Arizona State barely held off Colorado 48-41 and then the aforementioned drubbing I got to see in South Bend Saturday the 48-20 loss to Notre Dame so it'll be interesting to see how they shape up against Utah but They've not looked good the last few weeks for certain. And I think when if you're Notre Dame looking at this
2: too, it kind of relaxes you uh, at coming off the loss uh, at Ohio State and then kind of squeaking one out against Duke. Uh, it really kind of gives you an idea of where you're at too if you're a Notre Dame fan because they can still compete with the top teams in the nation. Um, and I think that's a good win on their schedule when we when we get down to the end of this and we're looking at the fourth team that's going to get in, I think this is a good win to add to their resume.
1: They still have the two. They have got because they've got that loss to Louisville too. That's that one's going to be really not great. But you look yeah. at it, the but amount Louisville's
2: of Louisville's ranked as well.
1: The amount of cannibalism that uh, is is going on right now. If we have a 2007 like season, that could be a possibility. Louisville, though, I don't think they're ranked anymore because they got embarrassed by Pitt.
2: Are they not ranked?
1: No, I don't. They're I, I well, no, they might. They no, I think they might still be ranked, but it. it they are. They went from 14 down to 21, and yeah. honestly, could have been lower considering the fact that this is a pit team. That their only win was over a winless FCS opponent before this game, and they beat Louisville by 17. Um, Plummer for Louisville, he had two picks. The running game really didn't get going for Louisville. They were probably the better team, but uh, I mean, the Panthers—they just showed up to play, and, and you know what? It, Playing at Heinz Field, Accusure Stadium, whatever. That, that's a tough place to play sometimes in college, and it bit Louisville. Uh, it, it's not the first time it has. It bit them quite a few times back in the Big East days, but certainly that's one that stings. It does, yeah. Uh, for the Cardinal, they, they were looking like uh, they might have a shout for the uh, ACC and possibly the college football playoff but a loss like that to Pitt is going to hurt them
2: it does and the ACC is is still fairly top heavy I think even when you're looking at at uh, North Carolina and Duke up there Florida State Florida State as well I mean they're the they're obviously the top dog but some of these other teams like I I can see Florida a Florida State North Carolina uh, championship I think they're in separate divisions or am I I don't think they have I, divisions in the ACC anymore Oh, that's right. They went away from it. So yeah. yeah, I could I could even see. Let's check out Florida State. They, State's they schedule do not here. play
1: each other. Um, Florida
2: State's got Duke this week, and that that could be a big one if if the Blue Devils are able to, to pull off an upset there.
1: Yeah, look at a North Carolina schedule. They got a pretty easy schedule the rest of the way up until the last three games. They got Virginia next week at Georgia Tech, which could be a little bit tough, uh, and then versus Campbell FCS opponent. But then the last three weeks are going to be tough. Home against Duke, which is still looking pretty good. Uh I believe they lost they lost Riley or uh uh Riley Leonard for the season, did they not?
2: Uh I believe he or was, did, only was he out for a couple weeks.
1: Uh let's see. Uh, he hasn't played since a Notre Dame. I know that injury looked bad. I'll, I'll look and see. Um but they've got a tough game this week against Florida State, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I don't think he's going to play. It doesn't look like he's going to play against them, which, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, that's a tough
2: – that's going to be a
1: tough injury to come back from. But it, once they get back – if Leonard could be back at that point, that that's going to be a tough game for North Carolina, then having to go on the road at Clemson and add NC State to end the season – that's a tough little uh, finish there. So we'll see what ends up happening for the Tar Heels. few other games that were interesting. Alabama did not look that good against Arkansas. 24-21 victory, but they really lucked out in that victory again. They did, and, and
2: Jalen Milrow um, struggled again today, Let's or again that day, uh, 10 of 21, 238 yards, two touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over. Um, which is something that, that Nick Saban can sleep well knowing. Uh, but I, he even talked about it during his postgame um, when when he was talking about – they asked a question about Jalen Milrow, and I forget what the exact quote was, but it was essentially that that he's going to take this film, look at it, learn from it, and hopefully come out better on the other side of it. He's already been benched once this year. I don't think that they're going to do it again and then give him another opportunity to play. I think if, if Saban ultimately decides to bench him, I think he's done for the year. I, I don't see them jumping back to
1: him a third time. You see, the issue with that, though, is you kind of saw who was behind him in that South Florida game, and that wasn't really much. Exactly. You're kind of stuck in the same situation that you see with uh, a few NFL teams at the moment. I, I think right now the Arizona Cardinals – uh, another one would be, uh,
2: the Raiders,
1: the Raiders, the Patriots. Uh, like you, you have, you have these teams that you have about two or three quarterbacks that are about equal where they're at and you, you can't do much about it. You can sit there and take the guy and pull them, but no matter what, you basically just have the same guy behind him. I really think that Milrow is their best chance to win anything for bama but i i don't think there's much for the taking there but they are 4-0 in the sec even if it is by a lot of these games the skin of their teeth oh absolutely no the path the path to them to get to
2: the sec championship game is wide open uh they got tennessee lsu so two tough games there and then really once they kind of sneak through those two games kentucky chattanooga and auburn to end the year obviously the auburn game is always going to be a tough tough out but Auburn's not having the greatest year this year. Um, right. yeah. So, so the path is still open for them to get back to the SEC championship game.
1: So I, th- I, you still can't count them out, you know what yeah. I mean? I really think that the SEC is real down this year. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, really outside of Georgia, who is there? I mean, Alabama's okay. Um, well, this is a weird year because I think about every
2: other year we've had since really the BCS era, how many – SEC teams have been ranked in the top 10 or the top 25 for that and and I'm looking at the top 10 right now and uh, there's just Georgia at the top go down to the the top 15 you're looking at Alabama and Ole Miss in there and then to round out the top 25 Tennessee LSU that's that that's really saying something about the the depth of the SEC this year
1: yeah for certain and we talked about the Pack twelve, how they're the best conference, and they probably had the best game of the weekend. Washington squeaking out a victory over what Oregon, game. 36-33. Now you can speak a bit more on this game than I can. I'm finally in Notre Dame Stadium, but keeping an eye on it on my phone, uh, you know, keeping updates and stuff. But it was a really, I saw the uh, that Michael Penix Jr. had a real big. Uh, game-winning touchdown drive, and then Oregon drove all the way back just to miss a field goal at the end of regulation. But uh, what else happened in that game?
2: Well, I'll, I'll start with the end of the game because that's when, after the Bobcats game, that's really when I, I was locked in on that game. Um, near the end of the game, there were some questions about the the game management, I think, from Dan Lanning. I, I believe they went down and, and decided to throw the ball, Um to, to get chunk yardage as opposed to just kind of running out the clock. They had, they had a couple of timeouts left, uh, so they were able – they should have. What they should have done was kind of just ran the ball and tried to get two or three extra yards um, and keep them in the middle of the field that way that the, the field goal had the best opportunity to go in. Uh, but you got to credit Washington. I mean, it was an absolutely electric atmosphere. Uh, from what it looked like on the TV. Game day was there, so it was a huge, huge atmosphere, huge win for them, and it's going to be one of those games that when they call Michael Penick's name in New York at the Heisman Trophy ceremony, this is going to be one of those games that they're going to look back and I mean, really solidify his, his win there.
1: And I really think that like, he is the favorite now after Caleb Williams' really miserable day up in South Bend. I, I really think that he is probably the favorite. For yep. the Heisman, and they're uh, going to have an opportunity. You're, the the nation's
2: really going to have an opportunity to to see those two guys go at it on uh, November fourth when they play each other. But if you look at a, a, a kind of a, a midseason Heisman moment for Michael Penix, it's it's beating it's beating Oregon last weekend.
1: I really think that if Washington can keep their nose clean, which is going to be tough, but I really think Washington right now is the favorite to win the college football championship. I'm going to be honest right now. I, I'm, I'm not seeing enough out of Georgia, and Georgia's going to have a tough time without Brock Bowers, their start tight end. He's out uh, for, I think, four to six weeks with an ankle injury. That That's going to be tough for them to miss him because I think that there's been a few games this year, the Auburn game that comes to mind, that they would not have won without him. Um, but I think Washington is the favorite. But look at this November You have to go on the road at USC, home against Utah, at Oregon State, and then finish out with the Apple Cup at home against Washington State for really good programs all back-to-back-to-back.
2: Well, I really want to see how their defense – I agree with you to an extent, I think, that Washington has kind of solidified themselves as one of the three or four best teams in the country. But the one thing I want to see is how their defense plays. Obviously, or we know about Oregon's offense. Bo Nix has played college football for 100 years, so this guy knows everything about everything. But giving up 33 points at home is a lot of points to give when you're talking about a Michigan team that doesn't let anybody score or a Georgia defense that has, over the last three years, not letting, not letting some of the great offenses that we've seen score. So I I think their defense is going to be a good question. We know this team can put up points, 36, 31, 59, 41, 43, 56. Like they've they they haven't scored under 30 points this year on offense. Yeah. So we know their offense is there, but the question is going to come down to their defense, right? And can they can they keep can they keep Georgia's offense or Michigan's offense or or Ohio State or whoever Florida State whoever on the sideline.
1: Like that that that, to me, is is the biggest question that they need to answer. Absolutely. It's going to be fun to watch down the stretch, as we'll switch over to the NFL after the break. You're listening to The Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth
0: Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS.
2: My daughter, Brinley, is here at St. Jude.
0: Coming here was literally life or death and it was so scary. But
2: St. Jude is fighting for one goal, like this one mission, life. And that gave us hope. We haven't received a single bill from St. Jude, so I really can just focus on what's best for Renly.
0: Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org.
1: This week on Football Friday Kickoff, playoff contenders are in the stretch and heading for home. We'll break down the possible playoff scenarios from the final week of the regular season. Plus, preview conference title-deciding games in the SoC2, MVL Big, and MSL Buckeye.
0: All this and more on Football Friday Kickoff, live from the Holzer Health System Studio. Friday at 5 on Rock 105 WXTQ. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH.
1: We are back in the WATH studios. Carl Blaylock alongside guest Tim Hanna and uh, NFL was popping yesterday. I didn't get to watch too much of it. Again, weekend trip to South Bend with a girlfriend, so I had to do. We went to the Notre Dame game. I was stunned she even wanted to go to that. I, I was so <laughs> happy with that, man. I, that, that's how you know you've won as a boyfriend when you're sitting there, and she goes, like, you know, hey, I got two tickets to Notre Dame. I, you know, I do you, Would you want to go? And she immediately goes, yes, and is so excited for it. I'm like, <laughs> I won. It's a great feeling. I won. <laughs> but, uh Nah, I didn't get to catch uh, too much of the game. I think I caught the very end. No, I didn't catch the very end of the Browns game because this was a hot topic up in Northwest Ohio. Um, so up in Northwest Ohio, they have the Fox affiliate up there. And Toledo is closer to Detroit than it is to Cleveland. And this has come up a few times in the past where the local CBS affiliate, they normally cover the Browns games. But if Detroit is on CBS, they have to. They are contractually obligated to show the Lions game. Interesting. And so what ended up happening, and this happened before with the CBS affiliate. This time it happened with the Fox affiliate where Browns 49ers is happening. We get to the end of that game. Last two minutes, nobody in Toledo could watch the end of that game. Because they, uh, they, the, they, they flipped over to the they flipped over to the Lions game because that's in the direct market, you had to flip over to the other game. Yep, they, that
2: happened in uh, I believe it happened in New York as well. Uh, Jets fan, I saw a lot of Jets fans on Twitter um, as that game was ending. The the Fox affiliate flipped it over uh, to like the pregame stuff that was going on over at the Jets game. Jets Eagles. And a lot of those people missed the end of the, the, Brown Steelers, or the Browns-Niners game, which was, by the way, a fantastic ending. I'm
1: not a Browns fan or a 49ers fan, but it was a, I mean, what a great ending. To- I, I saw the end of it where I'm, I'm the 49ers' last drive was – I wasn't sure what happened there because at first I thought they threw a pick, but no, I mean the Niners had about the quickest three and out I've ever seen. Uh, P.J. Walker had two interceptions but had a legacy drive. Uh, to drive the uh, Browns in the field goal range, and Dustin Hopkins with two field goals in about a minute and a half there, and then the Niners they drive all the way down, but Cleveland weather. Yep. Well, the drive killer,
2: the drive killer was the the three and out. Uh, Cleveland kicks the first field goal to go up or to shorten the score, 17-16, and there's like a minute and a half left on the clock, or there's sorry, there's like five ish minutes or something like three minutes left on the clock. And uh, the Niners go three and out, lose a yard, punt it, give it back to Cleveland. Cleveland goes 63 yards, and they, they have to settle for the field goal there. Um, and in the back of your head, you're just thinking, that's a lot of time left, a minute and a half uh, with all your timeouts or two of your timeouts left going down the field. That's, that's a lot of time to just to get into field goal range. They obviously do, and then they miss it. And then the Browns are able to, to come out and take the knee and, and walk away with the win. Um, but I would have liked to see the Browns kind of stretch their time once they once they got the ball back and took the lead. I, I would have liked them to see, like, would have liked them to to maybe run a couple more plays, um, and and just keep that clock rolling, force the Niners to use a timeout because they ran one two. Uh, so the Niners used two of their timeouts there on that drive um, that ended on the fourth down. Um, or before the fourth down to stop the clock. But, yeah, maybe just would have liked to see them run the ball a little bit more near the end of that game and not give the Niners a minute and a half left. Yeah. But, you know, weapons were hurt. McCaffrey was dealing with some stuff. Uh, Kittle really wasn't a factor all day. I think he only had one catch. Uh, Debo was banged up. The The offensive line was pretty much in shambles near the end of that game. So credit to Cleveland for coming away with a win. That's a, a great win over – probably the best team in the nfc i i think still when healthy yeah uh, the niners are probably the best team in in the nfc
1: i i would agree with that and we'll get to the reason why i agree with that in a second but first let's talk about the Bengals. where i i really think and again i was driving all day busy all day i didn't watch the game but from looking at the stat lines looking at what i did to uh do the sports report this morning This is a game that the Bengals should have won, and this has got to be one that the Seahawks feel like they took away. The Bengals' defense carried this team yet again. Two fourth-down stomps inside the Bengal 10-yard line for the Seahawks. That's what ended up winning the Bengals this game, including one pick by Geno Smith. But this is a game that the Seahawks should have won handily. The Bengals can be happy that their defense did as well as they did. But you can, you got to be able to rely on your offense for more than 214 yards. And it, it, like when it was earlier in the season, there was less worry about it with you know Burrow still being and you still having that injury. And I know he's still having that injury now. But you thought you saw the light at the end of the tunnel after the Cardinals game, and then to come out and again only get 214 yards of total offense in the second half. The Bengals didn't do anything on offense. That's something that's gotta be fixed absolutely yeah 46 rushing yards
2: is is what I'm like Like I'm, I'm also looking at the stat line I didn't pay attention to this game a ton I, I was watching the quad box uh, and had it up in one of the corners so I was checking in on it regularly but wasn't really locked in paying attention to it but you can't have 46 rushing yards and and expect to win what I will say for the Bengals they are going into a bye week getting back to 500 they're going to have this week to kind of reset and, and get their, their stuff in order as they, they move on further into the season because their schedule doesn't get any easier. The 49ers uh, coming off the bye, Bills, Texans who are playing very good football for what, the, what we thought the Houston Texans were going to be. Nobody thought they were going to be 500 going into week six. And then obviously a couple divisional games still have the Jaguars to play. Uh, still have the Chiefs to play. So the Bengals are going to have to use this off off week, look in the mirror, and, and figure some things out about this offense. Something we haven't said really in the last couple of years. A no. lot of the questions have been about their defense. And, and so far this year, their defense has kind of been the ones that have been willing them to these wins.
1: They really have. And, and for the Bengals, you just... I don't know they're not gonna be even with the 49ers injuries they've got another week who do the 49ers have this week let's uh let's look and see they've got the Vikings so it's at it's at the Vikings but not it's not like that's gonna be
2: a massive one yeah but the I, Vikings are another team that, that I, I think at this point they're sellers and and they're they're gonna have to move off some of these big contracts and not, not to
1: mention Justin Jefferson he's that's hurt. that too um so okay. that's that's going to be tough. for. I mean, the 49ers are going to be able to kind of rest up in that one, not have as high pressure of a situation. That's going to be a tough game for the Bengals. The Vikings did get a victory. They defeated the Bears 19-13. to uh, More because of their defense. Again, no Justin Jefferson. Uh, Kirk Cousins wasn't great. 181 yards and a touchdown. But still, Vikings get the victory, nineteen to thirteen. That's something for them. Uh, The Colts took their annual beating in Jacksonville. Jaguars win thirty-seven to twenty. The Colts have not won there since uh, they haven't won there since like Andrew Luck was like actually back back in like twenty fifteen. Even when Andrew Luck was back in like twenty eighteen, we lost the game six to nothing. I don't even remember that game, truth be told. I think that game was literally blocked from my mind because I remember looking <laughs> back a few years ago and go, what? 6 nothing?" That I don't remember that game happening. And then, you know, I looked at the box score and stuff, and I went, yeah, that makes sense why I don't remember this game happening. But I, it's typical. I mean, like, I, I do not sports bet too much. I never would sports bet, uh, you know, to where I would, like, you know, overdraw my accounts and stuff. <laughs> but if I ever needed a million dollars... I would put it on Jag's money line when they play the Colts in Jacksonville because the Colts can never win that I yeah, even 2021 remember that uh, it was for the Colts to make the playoffs everyone thought it was a shoe in because they're playing the Jaguars I had been sitting there since week two going this is how the season's gonna go we're gonna regret losing that game because if we we're gonna get to the week 18. We're gonna go and almost make the playoffs. We're gonna get in if we beat Jacksonville, and we're gonna get embarrassed in Jacksonville and somehow lose that game. And that's what happened.
2: Well, I did. a am not gonna lie to you, Carl. I did a, a very responsible uh, seven leg early slate pick 'em yesterday, and uh, I forget who told me. It might have even been you that told me that the Jags haven't or the the Colts haven't won in Jacksonville in in that many years. And I was I was sitting on the couch yesterday, and I, I looked at it, and I was like. Man, the Colts are frisky, but they're playing in Jacksonville, so yes. give me the Jaguars. And and luckily, the uh, I hit six of the seven legs. Um, and luckily, as the Browns were driving to make it seventeen to sixteen, I uh, I hedged hedged my my seven leg because I had the Niners mm-hmm. in that, and I was like, well, I better I better hedge this and and see what happens. So I took the Browns, and ultimately the Browns came away with the win. So so I got my money back on that one Um, but yeah I I, I didn't really watch this I I had a little bit of an interest because I I had ETN on the fantasy team but
1: not much to take away from that one Minshew threw three picks I mean the Colts are kind of just going to be adrift for the rest of the season Uh, as it looks like Richardson might be done for the season what I uh, will say what I will say about the, the the Colts offense is is they're moving
2: the ball very well yeah for for the the, they don't have a ton of stars on that offense right Jonathan Taylor coming back but Michael Pittman jr yeah, kind of he's been coming into his own him and him and Alec Pierce I really like how how the two of them play and especially with Anthony Richardson when he's healthy you saw those first couple weeks they they really did shine
1: Josh Downs as well the Colts draft pick this year out of North Carolina he's been uh, very good as well. He's going to come into his own later into the season. Uh, let, let's go through the rest of the other games. Uh, Ravens defeated the Titans 24-16 in London. The Titans are just bad. And and uh, Ryan Tannehill yeah. got hurt in this game. They brought in Malik Willis. Malik Willis, um, you know, Stevie Wonder could have a better pocket presence than Malik Willis. Well, you've got to understand the, the,
2: the kids only – played in I think like three or four NFL games in his whole career so the the speed is different he hasn't he, he didn't go to a big time power five school so he's still I, I mean you, you've got to look at it at it objectively and say well this this kid's never played the, the the speed of the NFL really so it's it's something you you've got to take into consideration but no I think that the, the Titans are done
1: they're uh, they they were they were done to begin with. They've been by far the worst team in the AFC South this year, and I mean that game really just proved it. And it, it I, I'm not sure the extent of Tannehill's injury, um, but I know like if you're gonna have Malik Willis, he got he was in there for nine snaps. He got sacked on four of them. Yeah,
2: so that comes back to offensive line play too. Not a not a game again. Not a game. I. I Watched it was before I was up in the morning. Truthfully, it's these nine (laughs) thirty games that have been going on the last couple weeks. It's it's been a struggle for me to get up and even just get over the couch to watch the game. Oh yeah, so
1: and that was I don't know the Titans, but the Ravens they get the victory. But you'd like to get a little bit more surely. But tell you what, Zay Flowers looked good. He did. So that's something the Ravens do have another wide receiver again. It's not going to have to rely heavily as heavily. On Mark Andrews, but keeping him healthy is going to be
2: priority number one. Yes. for Ravens fans. I know if Cedric's listening, he is screaming into into the speakers like, "Yes, yes, yes! Keep Zay Flowers healthy, uh, because that that is the kryptonite for the the Baltimore
1: Ravens." Absolutely. Uh, Commanders beat the Falcons twenty four sixteen, and uh, Desmond Ritter threw three picks. That's his first ever. Home game loss since like junior high or something like that, which is is insane to think about. I mean that he never. I mean, makes sense. I mean, the Bearcats were untouchable at Nipper. Where did he go to high school at? Uh, I don't New Jersey, I want to say, but I I could be way off on that. Not a. They think CBS Sports is saying the Falcons should bench him, and honestly, I can't blame him on that. He went to. He said he's from Louisville. Uh, Ritter, but I mean, I oh no, he went to St. X. Oh really? In Louisville, ah. St. X in Louisville. Okay, ah, makes more sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> no, so I, I I don't Saint-X's. think that I don't think that benching him is is the way to go there. And it, it it seems that over the last couple of years, the the culture of the NFL has been because there's been so many. Generationally talented quarterbacks. Your Joe Burrows, your Lamar Jacksons, your Justin Herberts, your Josh Allen's—guys that come in day one and are ready to play. the The tolerance window for rookie quarterbacks has been shortened to, almost to the extent where it, it's not fair if you're not if you're not ready day one like you're you're being set up to fail by not only the 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 fan bases but ultimately the franchises that decide not to to play you after six seven weeks of i
1: I disagree with that though because with Desmond Ritter, and I think at this point they don't have much better I mean they've got Desmond Ritter or they can go with Taylor, Taylor Heineke. Heineke. um. Which Heineke is decent, but Heineke's you you know what you're going to get out of Heineke. It's yeah, not he's like not a,
2: he's not a yeah he's not a, a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's a great guy to have on your bench. Bring him in. He knows he knows the system that he comes into, and he he plays as well as he can. But he's not. It, it happened in Washington. He's not a week in week out starter. He's a, more of a, a plug in for an injury kind of guy that that has worked. The model that has worked for for backup quarterbacks that have sustained careers
1: exactly and it, it, it you don't have much of a better option but the floor and the ceiling on desmond ritter are very close together i think i don't think the ceiling's that high and even even with the floor the floor is just kind of there like it's not it's not like he's any sort of like special quarterback he's just kind of there
2: no and i can i can agree with that it's 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 just more of the immediate you know guy plays a bad game or has a rough stretch of of two or three games and and really he's they're already calling to replace him as instead of a team that we didn't have a ton of expectations for coming into the year and being able to let him grow and develop and then at the end of the year now we're talking about through year two right if it's not working then then in the off season then we can take a step back and look at it
1: Let's finish out the one o'clock slate of games before we take a break here. Dolphins they uh, handle the Panthers 42-21. I think a lot of people were surprised into the first quarter. Panthers were up fourteen nothing on the Dolphins, but uh, uh, they got they got snapped back to the reality. Uh, Moser with a pretty good game seventeen carries one hundred fifteen yards. Tyreek Hill it, it Tyreek Hill is just an ex- expectation at this point. He's going to get 100, 120 re- uh yeah. receiving yards. He got one hundred and sixty-three yesterday on six receptions. And a touchdown. And the final uh, one o'clock game, the Texans take down the Saints. And I've seen a lot of people calling for the head of Pete Carmichael, the Saints offensive coordinator, and I can understand why. You have 353 yards of total, or 353 yards passing. You have Kamara with about 68 yards rushing. You have a touchdown, only one interception. You should be scoring more than 13 points with those numbers. Yeah, you should. And getting Alvin Kamara back.
2: Opens up that offense to levels that few teams in the NFL have access to because of his versatility, being able to run and catch, uh, play all over the place. The one thing that always, always irks me about the New Orleans Saints is that they continue to play Taysom Hill wherever they feel like like they just they they give him a free pass and he goes out on the field and he runs seam routes and then he's a blocking tight end and then they bring him in to play quarterback he had a 4-yard completion yes, yesterday like what are we doing offensively Taysom Hill is a phenomenal athlete mm-hmm. there's no doubt about that but why are they continuing to kind of revolve his offense or revolve their offense he had 7 catches for 49 yards yesterday like what are we doing
1: yeah. Why? Why are we not giving? Especially when you have Michael Thomas still, who's who's still solid. Michael Thomas, and Chris, Chris Olave, Olave uh,
2: Rashid Rashid Shahid. That's a tongue twister. Rashid Shahid has been playing phenomenal this year as well. So it's like, what are what's going on with the, the Taysom Hill gimmick? Like it was fun for a while, but we got us. We got to stop it, especially if it's going to hinder their offense to the point where they only score 13 points, against a Texans defense that's playing well, but they're not great. This isn't yeah. the 85 Bears they're playing. Like, mm-hmm. the Texans defense is, is just okay.
1: It is a gutsy win for the Texans that really nobody expected anything out of, but C.J. Stroud is, once again, another generational quarterback that is going to be in there. We'll see if he stays healthy and keeps developing, but right now he's looking he's looking like the Texans' answer, and that that's going to look pretty good. Uh, for Houston, moving on later on in the AFC South, if you're the Tennessee Titans, you know you just got to sit there. Jacksonville has their franchise quarterback. Looks like Houston has their franchise quarterback. Indianapolis, if Big Andy can Tony stay can healthy. stay healthy, if Anthony Richardson can stay healthy, I think we've seen enough to where he is a very solid quarterback. Probably again their franchise quarterback. And Tennessee, you're sitting there with three people juggling them. Who's, who, who's the best person out there? And so that's got to be frustrating in the AFC South. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll look at the uh, late slate of games, including a baffling decision by the Eagles. We'll talk about that after the break. You're listening to the Sports Fan presented by JNK Contracting.
0: Getting the right health care for the right problem can save you time and stress. That's why Ohio Health offers three types of care options right here in Southeast Ohio. Call your primary care provider when you're sick or when you need to manage your long-term health. Visit urgent care when you can't get in with your doctor, and go to the ER for severe life-threatening situations. Find out which Ohio Health location is your best choice at ohiohealth.com/rightcare. How to please the whole crew on game day? How about a 40-piece Chicken McNuggets from McDonald's? Epically crispy, so juicy, so tender, and all the dipping sauces. Right now, 40 Chicken McNuggets made with all white meat are yours for only $10.99. Well, yours and whoever you're watching the game with. My advice, double down on your defense because 40 Chicken McNuggets disappear surprisingly fast. ba da ba ba Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
1: Hello, football fans. This is voice of the Bulldogs, Cedric Granger. After Athens' is dominant 54-8 win at River Valley, the Dogs look to take down their rivals, the Nelsonville York Buckeyes. Can Athens make it five wins in a row and solidify their playoff spot? Find out on Friday. Join me and analyst Matt Frazee at 6.45 p.m. on 970 WATA.
0: Local teams, local opinions. The Sports Fan on 970-WATH.
1: This is The Sports Fan, Carl Blaylock, alongside guest Tim Hanna. And uh, looking at the 4 o'clock slates, the first one that jumps out is how about the New York Jets getting over the Philadelphia Eagles? The Eagles, after the 49ers lost in the uh, early slate of games, were the only undefeated team, and they could not make it out of the week either, thanks to some really questionable play calling at the end. It was not Jalen Hurts' best game, Uh, 280 yards uh, passing, 47 yards rushing, but three interceptions for the Philly quarterback, including one that I I don't know why the ball was even thrown in this situation. Let's set the scene. Jets have no timeouts remaining right after the two-minute warning. Eagles have third and nine. And you're sitting there, and you're going, okay. You could either run the ball. You could either run the ball, take 40 seconds off the clock, punt it deep to Zach Wilson, who doesn't have that clutch gene. Zach Wilson's not driving the Jets 80, 90 yards for the game-winning touchdown, or even the game. It was a game-winning field goal, but he's still not driving it 50 yards for the game-winning field goal. And or you do you pass it, get the first down. But then you're done. You know that that's the uh, that's all. But if the incompletion, you give them a lot more time. Or what ends up happening? Hurts throws a bad pick. Like it, it was not a good pass. Yeah, not at all. Jets return it back to the 15 yard line of the Eagles. No, I I think actually eight because they the scored eight. the next play. Yep. Uh, and the Jets take the lead, get the two point conversion. Eagles can't do anything on their final drive, and New York wins 20 to 14. And I, that's the game the Eagles should have won. I think if they run the ball, they win that game. And obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. But I mean, I, I was able to catch the end of this game, and it, it just made me scratch my head. Like, what are you doing?
2: Well, it, the, the one thing I uh, you got to say is is they only had eighty yards rushing uh, on the day.
1: Uh, Hertz was
2: their leading rusher with forty seven. DeAndre Swift only had eighteen yards yesterday on ten carries. So this, the Jets front seven. I mean we knew that going into the year the Jets front seven is good so I I don't really know what Sirianni was thinking um but no going to throw for it off the the day that Hertz was having he wasn't having a great throwing day already so I I, I don't know put the ball in the hands of your best player and and make a play you can never fault a coach
1: for that but Uh, run a qb draw run the ball like the jets don't have any timeouts there should not be any consideration to to throw the ball there in my opinion um but it ends up being the jets loss uh the raiders down the patriots 21 to 17 uh mac jones with only 200 yards um including uh a game losing safety pretty much at the end Ah, uh, taking a pretty bad sack. So, I, I think the Patriots are one and five. I think everyone's rejoicing about that. It's it's great to see a uh, a Patriots team that's not good anymore. I I enjoy it as a Colts fan, but I mean you got to— well something's got to be done about yeah. this offense.
2: This Patriots offense is laughable. Like aside from the fact that Mac Jones isn't playing great, um, they don't have they have zero speed at the wide receiver position. These dudes are, are slow. They they can't get break off their, like they can't get any separation from a defender. They're they're not quick. They're not getting a ton of production out of their running back either. Only 147 carries for 500 yards rushing on the year. We're six weeks into the NFL season, Carl. They, they aren't averaging 100 yards rushing a game as a team. So something's got to be done about this offense. Mac Mac Jones is what he is. Five touchdowns, seven interceptions on the year. He's been sacked 12 times. So the protection isn't great. And their their defense, which is historically what the Patriots have been known for, are not giving them any help either. 34 points to the the Saints. 38 points to the Cowboys. They held the Dolphins to 24, but that was before the, the Dolphins offense got rolling. That was in week two. So something's got to be done about this offense, and, and it, Bill, tone-deaf isn't the right word, but Bill Belichick needs to, to focus on the offense, I, I think is ultimately what it comes down to.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Rams took down the Cardinals 26-9. to Kyron Williams had a Big game on the ground. 20 carries, 158 yards, and a touchdown. That really helped the Rams. But uh, you got to be impressed with the Cardinals. They're not that good of a team. They're one and five, and des- deservedly so. But they fight. And if you don't give them their best, as the Cowboys found out, you're gonna lose to that team. They fight. They were up at the half in this, and obviously get pulled away. Uh, you know, it's 20 ends up being 26 to nine. 20 unanswered points in the second half for the rams but still i mean for the cardinals you got to be happy this team fights and a lot of people were kind of questioning jonathan gannon especially after the what was it you had the one all access clip where it's like he's sitting there trying to pump up the yeah. team and he's talking like he's in office space yeah uh <laughs> but <laughs> he's using your voice a little bit oh, no not even that he's, the- he's sitting there like Let's be motivated, guys. <laughs> nah, that ain't gonna do it. So, no.
2: but they are frisky. You're right. I mean, they 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 hold their own with a lot of teams. And if if they if you get caught slacking, they they're gonna beat you. Ask ask like you said. Ask the Dallas Cowboys. They a game they should not have won. The Cowboys should have won that game by three scores, but they didn't. Yeah, the Cowboys didn't play their best and James Connor made him pay. And and Josh Dobbs is doing I think everything he can knowing that he's not gonna be the starting quarterback there next year. No, he's like he's he's not. The Cardinals are gonna no. are gonna take but, the But he
1: he's and, really sat there and been what the Cardinals need him to be. He yeah. he's been a very good Absolutely. placeholder. Um, so, and now I'll give you, and I'm going to set a timer for this. I'm going to give you a minute and 15 seconds. Oh, I don't
2: ramble like that. Come on.
1: I'll give you a minute and (laughs) 15 seconds to talk about your Lions. Their 20 to 15 or 20 to six victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Go. All right. So here's the deal. The Detroit Lions need
2: to need to need to get healthy. David Montgomery goes down. Dan Campbell said he is going to be out for a, quote, little bit with his rib injury. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown coming back. Uh, he's playing phenomenal. since coming back from that injury. Jameson Williams coming back from suspension. Finally had a good week. Uh, last week he he was, uh, frankly, played terrible.
1: Um, he was still getting into shape.
2: He, he is, yeah. Game speed is a lot different than, than running around in practice and doing your own routes. Uh, 53 yards and a touchdown on two catches yesterday. I love Josh Reynolds, and... Craig Reynolds, the uh, I guess he's technically the third string running back. Um, he's not great, but he is—he's a spark. I don't know if you saw the the Amon Ra touchdown yesterday. Craig Reynolds laid the best running back block I've ever seen in my entire life. I love that. Yes, laid and and it it ended in a touchdown, which ultimately sealed the game for the Lions. Um, they got to figure out what to do with Jameer Gibbs. I know he's coming back. Uh, from injury right now but they've got to figure out how to use this guy on offense that's all i'll say defense is playing great love those guys
1: and there we go there it is the minute and 15 seconds 75 seconds with detroit lions fan tim Hanna. and last game uh of the day was bills giants what was wrong with the bills in this game
2: I, i i can't answer that question i i don't know it's truthfully this is the least entertaining game of the day because i i i watched in on every game yesterday and and this was the least entertaining game of the day which is crazy because the bills are such an exciting offense they've got playmakers everywhere the bills were favored by 15 points I, i took the bills team total at 30 yeah, like I, 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 thought that the way that the Giants have played this year, I thought they were going to absolutely run all over this Giants defense.
1: Tyrod Taylor was the starting quarterback for the Giants.
2: Well, it, and Tyrod Taylor had his own set of issues. I'm sure you saw the the exchanges he had with with Brian Dable uh, going into the half, audibling out of the what 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 I presumed was a run play mm-hmm. going into where, where they had it down on the goal line uh, right before the half. And had to settle for a field goal, um, but yeah, i mean plug in another plug-and-play quarterback. That I mean, whatever. But the, the the story is not Tyrod Taylor. The story is why the Bills only put up 14 points all in the fourth quarter for a comeback against the one in
1: five, one in four at that time, New York Giants. It it wasn't good, and I I don't know I, I don't know what you can do to fix. The bills because you see one week you see what they did against the dolphins and then something like that they got to be more consistent and uh, that that's not that was not a super bowl caliber team I don't know if there really was a super bowl caliber team that played uh, yesterday the Detroit Lions okay the, the Detroit, Detroit Lions. Lions yeah okay we'll we'll give you that one um, but maybe the, the, it's either the, the Lions Dol- the Ravens the, the Miami Dolphins I, th- I
2: yeah the Dolphins I, I really think if the Dolphins defense can can get back to scoring or Mm -hmm. preventing teams from playing good defense i think the dolphins are absolutely going to be in it near the end
1: absolutely we'll take our final break when we come back we'll do our surefire hot picks and uh uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll preview a little bit of monday night football cowboys chargers after the break you're listening to the sports fan presented by jnk contracting
0: what does holzer mean to me it's home It's opportunity. It's community. It's a place where coworkers are friends and friends become family. It's a place that supports my community and a place where I know I can make a difference. Discover your opportunities right here at Holzer. Think Holzer first.
1: Tune in Friday night for the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. This week, it's a matchup of teams trying to end the season on the right foot as Alexander travels to Megs. Coverage will start with Football Friday kickoff at 5, with the coaches show at 6.30 and kickoff at 7. It's the Spartans and the Marauders. Friday on Pure Rock 105.
0: Are you looking for a fun, challenging, and rewarding career? 970 AM 97.3 FM, WATH is looking to hire a new media consultant. This person will work largely outside of the office, meeting with clients and prospective clients, proposing advertising and marketing solutions to ensure customer satisfaction. A critical part of this position is building relationships with clients and learning about their needs. Sales and media experience are preferred but not required. For more information, visit YourTotalMedia.com. Now, for more of the sports fan on 970-WATH.
1: Yeah, we got just about two more minutes with you. We'll give our surefire hot picks. Tim, you go first. Uh, I'm going Nick Castellanos' home run tonight. He's already got four in the postseason. Give me another one tonight, Carl. I'm going to go Cowboys line. That matchup predictor for ESPN Analytics has the Chargers' favorite, actually, in this one uh, but I, I really think that it's gonna end up being the Cowboys winning. They're gonna they're pretty angry after uh getting smacked last Sunday night against San Francisco. To be fair, like it wasn't anything the Cowboys really did wrong. It was just San Francisco was that better of a team that night, but I, I think they're angry. I think that they're gonna come out and they're gonna uh really dismantle Los Angeles Chargers tonight. I've not really seen, uh, the Chargers with much this year. So, well, Chargers are coming off a bye week,
2: have that extra day. So it's really a bye week plus one day. Um, but this is a prove-it game for the Dallas Cowboys. The, the national media is all over them uh, after that loss, of the, the really the, the pouncing that they got by the 49ers. Last week on
1: Sunday night, I I don't even think it was really that much with the Cowboys. The Cowboys played a good game. It was just the 49ers were that much better. I I think the the Cowboys defense is still trying to figure out life without uh, Diggs, yeah, without Trevion Diggs. But I mean, I'm not. I wasn't really sitting there going like, "This is a bad Cowboys team." After that game, it's just wow. This 49ers team is that good, and I I think they're going to prove that tonight and take care of business
2: yeah I mean I, yeah I mean I think you hit on all the points the I I, I would like to see the Chargers play well Justin Herbert um it, it, you know teams like to or the media likes to talk about him as well too but I'd like to see how he plays
1: I think Herbert will look all right I'm interested to see what ends up happening I will say defense uh you've got uh Leighton Vanderash, Gianna Thomas oh no that's a no, that's a safety he's not going to play tonight Uh, C.J. Goodwin as well. Cowboys defense is a little bit banged up. We'll see if the Chargers can take advantage of it. Anyways, that will wrap up the sports fan for this Monday, October 16th. Stay dry out there, and we'll see you tomorrow at 6.06 again right here on WATH.